Hello and welcome to the Unbox Your Greatness podcast. I'm your host, author Michaela Kane, teaching through my book, Unbox Your Greatness, in about six weeks of daily episodes. Along the way, I hope to share some testimonies of people who've already read the book, and I'll be answering your questions as well. Unbox Your Greatness is available on Amazon or from your favorite bookseller. There's a book and a full-color participant's guide because the book has a lot of fill-in-the-blank sections that deserve more space. So the guide gives you more room to work and is easier to flip back through when it comes time to start tying everything together. You don't have to have either book to listen along with this podcast, but I recommend them. So let's get started. I thought we'd start this first episode of Unbox Your Greatness podcast with some Q&A about the book and about just how this all came about and about me and just kind of introduce myself, introduce the book and uh, go from there. So first of all, let me tell you just a little bit about myself. My name is Michaela Kane, obviously, and I am a business and ministry coach an author and a speaker, and I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur. What I mean by that is basically my whole adult life I've been, well, no, that's not true, my whole life. I've been starting little businesses. I've always been looking for ways to turn my hobbies into uh, income. I was the kid in the second grade that would sell you a piece of gum or a pencil or whatever you might need. And uh, just always looking for ways to um, to just capitalize on my uh, what I have what I have available to me and what you might need. So that's just a little tiny tidbit. And just because I've been doing that my whole life, then it has kind of pushed me towards learning all the different ways that you can reach people and market yourself or your product or just what it takes and all the little steps it takes to get an idea up and off the ground or to take an idea or a business or a ministry from one level to the next level. So I'm like one of those early adopter people when it comes to technology. Now I might not master it, but I'll try it out. I'll figure it out and I'll get good enough at it to be able to explain it to people or help nav- help someone navigate it. Um, so I've ended up building a business doing things like that, basically just kind of helping people get started and figure out what do I want to do? What do I want to be? What, who do I want to serve? And what do I want to give them? And then also working with people who already kind of have that all figured out, but they don't know how to get... Um, kind of to the next level. So I work with them with marketing and uh, different skill sets to help them just take things to a new level. And that has been something I've been doing both as a uh, full-time business for myself, working for myself, or as a hobby, or as just an accidental um something I can't get away from, even if I want to, for the last 25 years. So right now, in my current season of life, I'm actually working full-time, and that's part of the Unbox Your Greatness story. Um, And so I 
I uh, have just been doing this kind of, you know, that kind of consulting and coaching, um, really kind of part-time and not even officially part-time. It's more just been talking to people, having lunches here and there, and and I, I say almost accidentally coaching. Uh, people just end up talking to me about things, and I end up helping them with things, and it just kind of happens, even though I that is not something I've currently got my shingle hung out for, so to speak. So right now, I am working. I am a communications manager for a global manufacturing company. So exciting. I do their marketing on a global scale, um, and I really enjoy my job. I do enjoy my job, and it was exactly what God wanted me to do for this season in my life. And I I guess I could just go ahead and take, go from there right into why do I have a full-time job? Because that to me uh, is its own big piece of the Unbox Your Greatness story. So I often get asked, like, how did you do this? How did you write a book? Where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? What, What happened here? So let me backtrack just a little bit. So in 2000, well, up until 2016, I had been working, kind of doing freelance coaching and design and like web development for about 12 years. So I was working from home. So I was one of those work at home, homeschooling moms. And my kids were homeschooled and that was my identity. I really enjoyed uh, working from home. I really enjoyed homeschooling. I love spending time with my boys. I've got three fantastic boys. And that was just what I love to do. Well, I was getting frustrated because there were just some things that I was experiencing in my life uh, that didn't line up with what I was teaching didn't line up with what I knew to be true in the Bible and so I started really pressing in to the Lord on things like lack and uh, on things like anxiety and stress and um, I just I, I needed to find a way to not burn myself out because I'm the kind of person where I will get an idea and I'll just kind of run with it really hard and fast until I wear it out. And then I'm totally burnt out and it, I get frustrated because it doesn't really do what I hoped it would do. And it, it just ends up frustrating me. So I said to the Lord at one point, I was like, look, I need something that is going to really charge me up. I, I, I'm tired of spinning. I'm tired of working my tail off and not really having anything of substance to show for it. I mean, I've got a lot of experience and I've helped a lot of people, but it never really amounted to much for me. And I never really truly felt satisfied at the end of the day. I felt very often like I was wasting a whole lot of time doing things that nobody really cared about. Or I was talking to people and trying to help people who didn't really want the kind of help I was trying to give them. Like maybe they wanted something from me, but I wasn't willing to give them what they wanted. I wanted to give them something a little different. So there was always just this little disconnect. And I was just tired of the feast or famine freelance lifestyle 
and the hustle of always trying to replace my clients uh, and just all of that was wearing on me. And so I went through this season where I just kind of just beat on the chest of God and I was like, listen, this has to be, there's got to be a better way. There has to be, um, there's got to be something different here. I'm missing something. What am I missing? Where is the money? Where is the, where is the provision? You say you give us, uh, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. They've got all these catchphrases, right? Well, I wasn't seeing that. And yet I felt like I thought I was working towards what God wanted me to do. And yet it just wasn't really lining all up. And I kind of realized at one point that everything I was doing, uh, if I was honest about it, I would get this germ of an idea and I would just run with it. I wouldn't sit on it. I wouldn't wait for God to reveal like every little step. I would just say, oh, that's a great idea. And I would just plow straight after it. Well, that, and then I would get frustrated and, and I, you know, kind of blame God for things not really lining up right or falling apart or whatever. But that really wasn't fair, and and he really pointed that out to me, that I was running too hard, too fast, and not asking the right questions, and not waiting for the right, for all of his answers. And so I said, fine, okay, I'm going to sit still. I'm not going to do one blessed thing until you tell me every tiny little step to do. And he's like, oh, there's a good idea. (laughs) So, I don't remember. It was like 2015, and I just stopped everything I was doing. I quit. I was managing a little cafe. Uh, I was doing a couple different things. I quit everything. I quit. I, I like. I, I just quit everything. And um, I, I started trying to fire my clients. I was like, nope, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything until God shows me what am I supposed to do and and how am I supposed to do it? Who am I supposed to do it for? And it it's better be, it, it's just going to have to be completely his way because my way is killing me. So, of course, God's just smiling at me that I finally figured this out, right? And so... He started me out by saying, though, reminding me that in his word, he says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? And he pointed out to me that a lot of the world's wealthy coaches, because I was already kind of in that coaching world, most of the world's wealthiest coaches are not believers. Or they're spiritual, but they're not really biblical Christians, right? So... He said, their wealth is not their money. Their wealth is their knowledge. And so he pointed me towards some of the most popular and uh, actually some of the more crass, to be, to be honest, um, coaches in, in, the, like, in that training, training other coaches kind of field and said, learn what you can learn from these folks and apply it in, an, in, in the way that I'm going to show you. So I spent a year just studying the wealth creation and the and the coaching um, concepts that were coming out of some of these multimillionaire uh, coaches. 
to understand like what are they teaching how are they teaching it and how are they motivating people and how are they monetizing what kind of technology are they using uh, all those kinds of things so I just dove headlong into that and was learning all about that and then in the summer of 2016 uh, the we were we were buying a house and the week of our move, I mean the week that we moved, God started, he had, he was downloading to me basically the, the content for the first two thirds of this book. But because of where I was at and what I had been learning about, I thought that it was going to turn into like this little freebie list building thing that I could use to give out uh, and and build my email list and drip to people for five days, like this little five-day challenge is what I really thought it was. So I start just writing and recording the videos, and I was I, I did all the right stuff. Like I made the videos, I made PowerPoints, I put it all together. I was very tech-involved, made it all happen, um, wrote up the scripts, did the email drip campaign, got it all put together. And every morning, the week that I moved, I would record a video. I would create the PowerPoint for the video. I would put it all together and upload it to YouTube. Then I would get that video in the email and email it out to the folks. Like this was every day I was doing this. It was insane. And I think I literally had like 10 people going through this thing with me, but I was committed. I did it every single day. And by about the third or fourth day, I was starting to get some feedback um, from some of the ladies that were taking the, that had been receiving it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's just too much here. I I love you. And I want to go on this. I want to get all of this from you. But I can't even make it through the first video. I, I need to sit with this for a while because this is just really meaty material and I, there's no way I can make it through this in one week. So I was like, okay. So I kept going. I finished it up, but I realized I'm going to have to change the way that I deliver this. Like I can't use this as a list building tool because it's going to be just a fire hose for people and I'll ruin my reputation before I even get out of the gate. So I sat on it. I was like, okay, but it was just hilarious because literally every single day I was doing all that work in the morning and then I'd have to pack a little, clean a little and move. And it got to the point where some of the videos I even had to go record, um, like at a coffee shop or something because I didn't even have Wi-Fi at either of the houses that I was in between. (laughs) And it was a little crazy. And at the end of the week, really about a month later, I probably sat and reflected and went, okay, I didn't really do what I said I was going to do. I kind of got this, all this information from God. And instead of just sitting with it and going, okay, now what do you want me to do? I released it so fast that I didn't take the time to really let it settle with me. Um, and I, I spun like a crazy person for that whole week when I really, I really didn't need to do that. I probably shouldn't have done that. So I kind of backtracked and I was like, all right, Lord. Yep, yep, yep. I need to sit still with this and I need to let you show me what to do. So I spent that whole next year sitting with the material and letting the Lord kind of 
point me through and and get the whole thing done. So I, I basically reboxed the whole thing, re, repackaged the whole thing. Because one of the other thing that was funny was that my challenge, this five day challenge, had a horrible name. Like it was just horrible. I think I called it um, identifying God's investment in you five day challenge. Like. It was so chunky. It was hard to say. It was impossible to remember. And it just wasn't going to work. That's not a website address that or a hashtag that anybody's going to use, right? So the one of the things, the first things that he did was he gave me the name, Unbox Your Greatness. And I just, it hit me like a ton of bricks and I was in love with the name. I just thought it was fantastic. So for a year, I just was developing the concept. I was pulling out what I did do for that five-day challenge and spreading it out a bit, uh, I thought, okay, so it's obviously not something that can be done in a week, but maybe in six weeks. So I developed a six-week program. And I thought, okay, I take some of what I learned from these coaching gurus and I'll develop my own online group program because that's the hot thing at the time. And... So that's what I did. I built this six-week online group program, all the support materials, got the website put together, got the videos done, all all new branding, the whole business for Unbox Your Greatness. And I had planned to launch it to start my advertising and everything as soon as we came home from our summer vacation in 2016, no, 2017. So it was July 2017, and we go on family vacation, and I felt really good knowing that I was going to come home and get this whole thing started. And as we were driving home, the Lord just dropped into my spirit to go get a job and put my kids in private school. And I was just dumbstruck. Like, what what are you talking about? And he literally said that he he literally told me to put unbox your greatness in a box, stick it on a shelf, and trust him. So I cried for like three days. <laughs> I was not happy. That ride home, I was just mad. I was so mad. I'm like, are you kidding me? For over a year you've had me on this journey, you got me all the way to this moment, and you're going to tell me that I got to put it away? And then not only that, but not only to put it away, but to go get like a regular full-time job, which I had not worked at a regular full-time job for, like I said, about 12 years. And Uh, So I'd been officially out of the workforce. I was, like I said, doing freelance work and whatnot. So I could make my resume look halfway decent. But I, I was out of the workforce officially for 12 years. And he's like, go get a job. I was, homeschooling was our identity. We were a homeschool family. Like that was important to us. And he says, put your kids in private school. I mean, we were broke too, by the way, at this point. Because we had bought this beautiful house um, but it, we, it had been vacant for, I don't know, five years before we actually bought it. That was part of the way that God preserved the house for us and made it affordable for us. But at the same time, it had problems and we had to deal with them. So on my husband's ministry salary, we were trying to take care of the house and just do all these different things and money was tight. 
So I'm like, okay, put my kids in private school. You know how expensive that is, Lord? He goes, just go get a job. So after about three days of whining and moaning about it, I decided, you know, obedience is always in my best interest. So I'm not going to fight for very long on this. I'm just going to do what he tells me to do and trust that he is going to bless it. It must be part of my process. It must be part of his plan. So I shut down my website. I put out a letter to all of my coaching clients at the time and said, I'm sorry, I hate to leave you hanging, but you don't owe me any more money. I have to let you go. I love you, but good luck. And I turned all my social media off. Like I deleted my Twitter account. I deleted my Instagram account. I shut it all completely down, which if you've ever taken the time to build up a following on any of those things, you know that that is just kind of an insane thing to do but I needed to do it in order to truly I mean if I was going to go get a job I had to be able to um well you know they look into every little detail of your life right so I had to be paying attention to what I had out there on social media and on the internet because if it looked like I was building some big massive thing then who's going to hire me right so I shut everything down Worked on my LinkedIn profile, went on Indeed, and applied for a bunch of jobs. Well, less than 30 days later, like almost exactly 30 days later, I was starting my new job. Blew my mind. So August 14th was my first day at the job that I'm currently working at. And God just totally set me up. This job is two miles from my house, and it's two miles from my kids school so we put our kids in a private school and my job made it so that we could afford to do that I was able to have a paycheck in time to pay their first tuition bill and we just kind of went with it the kids were kind of excited kind of scared but we did it and we spent then the last two years just figuring out the nine to five life for the eight to five life for our whole family. It was just been very different. And about a year after that, my husband um, stepped out of ministry and into a regular nine to five or eight to five kind of job as well. Still working in the church and parachurch environment, supporting not for profits, but um, more of a corporate style job than what he had been doing. So for the last year, our whole family has just been on this very normal cycle, which is really weird to us because it just wasn't our way of life. But learning, the main thing was what we all had to learn was how to rest and how to unwind, how to put it all away at the end of a day and spend time together as a family. Because my husband and I are both, well, we're kind of both workaholics. Not so much that we're addicted to work or performance-based, but it's what we love to do. It's just, if I'm going to relax, if I'm going to have a hobby, my hobby is going to be writing or creating something on the internet. His hobby is going to be writing or writing a song or something on the, you know, making a video or something. So Even our hobbies are kind of work-related. And God was like, you guys need to know how to turn it off at the end of the day and just 
sit and be and have time with your kids that is not work-related or that's not um, moving forward some kind of ministry or business or something. Like, just chill. Work around your house. Like, just be normal people. So we've spent a year trying to figure out what that looks like for us. And uh, and Unbox Your Greatness did. It just kind of sat on a shelf. And then... In November of 2018, one of my pastors came up to me and said, Hey, remember that Unbox Your Greatness thing that you talked about and that you were going to launch? And I was like, yeah, but I haven't done anything with it for a whole year. And she says, well, the Lord's telling me that this new direction we want to go with our women's ministry, the that program, that that material is is perfect for the direction we want to move. Would you consider delivering that as a class to our ladies here at church? And I said, well, sure, but I need to ask the Lord what he wants me to do because if it's not time for it to get unboxed, I'm not doing it. And because I've learned that lesson. So she said, fine, you sit on it. Well, so I prayed and... There were several other confirmations that came to me um, before the beginning of 2019. And I finally realized, yep, this is exactly the timing. This is what God wants me to do. And he started to lay out for me how he wanted it done. So what started and what I thought was going to be a five-week or a five-day little freebie, then I thought it was going to be a six-week online group course. God said, no, you're going to go through this in person for six months with a group of ladies. So I, t- he laid out this whole outline. He added a whole section to the book that had th- to, to, to the course that I had not previously been planning on giving. And he said, this is what I want you to do at your church. So we launched the whole thing and I started in April and we met for six months and every month I delivered, I made it my goal to write out the material. I realized that this needs to be a book that people can go through at their own pace because obviously I'm not really great at figuring out the pace that this material can be gone through because I would just shove it down everybody's throats in five days. So I'm like, no, this has to be something that you can really do at your own pace and come back to it, reread it, or put it down when it gets tough, um, come back to it when you're ready, that that sort of thing. So a book is really going to be the best format. So as I was delivering this to the ladies at my church, I wrote two chapters a month. And they they just were on this ride with me. They didn't get the book ahead of time. They just got two chapters a month. I gave them two chapters to read and two sets of worksheets. And we just went through it. We met together in person once a month. And then I did an online teaching once a month to do the second chapter. And even at that, by the time the six months were over in September, there were really only a couple of the ladies who had gone and really read and done every exercise and gotten all the way through the whole material, all the material in that six months. 
most of the ladies were like, hey, I'm still on chapter five or I'm still on chapter three. I haven't been able to keep moving forward because this stuff is it's deep. And honestly, it's a little bit hard and I really love it and I'm getting a lot out of it, but it's taking me a while. So I was so excited about that because I realized the book is really going to be the absolute best way to deliver this material, no matter how we slice it, because everybody needs to be able to go through it at their own pace. And in September, I was all done. And then I took a month and kind of read read back through the whole thing, spruced it up, sent it off to my editor, and then here we are. The book is officially going to be in everyone's hands by December 20th. It's available right now for pre-order, and I'm very excited about it. And then I took the worksheets that I had created for the ladies, and I turned that into a participant's guide. So their participant's guide is also available. And the difference between them, so... The book obviously is like all the teaching, but it also has like fill in the blank sections for the homework parts. But it's kind of, you know, it's small. There's it's a it's a book. It's it's not got a ton of space to do a lot of writing. So the participants guide is uh, got more it has more space. And also towards the end of the book in the new section of the book that God gave me uh this year, we need to kind of go back and filter back through all the different things that we write throughout the book and kind of reassess and learn how to tie it all together. So the participant's guide makes that easier. If you're just going through the book and you've been filling everything out in the book and we get towards those last chapters, the finding your common thread and tying it all together, it can be kind of annoying to have to flip all the pages and find all the spots that you have to go back to. But if you have the participant's guide, then it's all like right there, right in your in your hands, super easy. Plus, the participant's guide is just kind of fun because it's very engaging and full colored. It's fun to go through. Um, and there's enough of the instructions for each section that if, for example, like for right now, if you want to go through this podcast and go through the Unbox Your Greatness uh, material, but you don't want to spend the money on both the book and the participant's guide, maybe just get the participant's guide and then listen to the podcast all the way through. Because what I'm going to be doing in this podcast is I'm going to teach through the entire book. And then you basically will get a a good a good idea of what each chapter is about if you just listen to the podcast and buy the participant's guide to fill in everything. Um, obviously I'm not just going to sit and read the book. So reading the book is still going to give you a deeper, um, understanding of the material and whatnot, but you could just do the participant's guide. So what I'm going to do right now is just take a little break and then I'm going to come back and answer a couple other questions about Unbox Your Greatness. Mainly I want to explain, um, what I mean when I say that this book is kind of hard or that it's that it's uh, tough material to get through. So after the break, that's what we'll go to. There's a group of folks I'd love for you to meet called People on a Hill. They're a worship collective made up of worship leaders and songwriters from around the western New York region, and they release new music all the time. 
Besides writing and recording music, People on a Hill offers regular training for up-and-coming worship leaders and musicians. You can check them out at their website, peopleonahill.com, and follow them on Spotify and YouTube so you don't miss anything they're up to. I'm especially fond of their new song, Gravity. Check it out! want to hear from you. If you'd like to share your unboxed testimony or have your question answered in an upcoming episode, go to unboxyourgreatness.com and click the leave a message link. Right there on the homepage, just scroll down to the podcast section and you'll see the button. Go on, do it! So what do I mean when I say that this book can be a challenge or it can be kind of deep or meaty. You know, women find it very difficult in my experience to take a honest look at themselves. We tend to be overly critical of ourselves. We tend to forget or gloss over all the good parts and place undue attention or spotlight on the negatives. And we tend to downplay what it is that we are really great at or where our strengths are. We tend to apologize for our strengths. Um, And a lot of this book, at least the first part of this book, the first couple of, of chapters, when we are looking at how are, you, how are you made and what can you do and what have you learned and what are your life experiences, what have you learned from those, those chapters, they are very introspective in a way that a lot of women, depending on your self-confidence level, depending on what you've been through in your life, or the words that have been spoken over you in your life, or your self-talk, it can be really tough because the whole point of the book is to find your greatness. And we're digging around in the boxes of your life trying to pull out and really make sure that we that you're paying attention to and giving full credit to the greatness that lives within you. But as you're doing that digging around, your your mind is trained more on finding the ugly or finding the damaged or the neglected pieces that are in there. And so going through this material can stir some things up that need to get dealt with. 
And it's not something to be afraid of because in the stirring up is the opportunity for healing and is the opportunity for the redemption of those things. Because it doesn't matter what you've been through in your life. It doesn't matter what um, you think about yourself or about your life or about your abilities. Everything that's you that is in there, everything you're dealing with, your whole I'm gesturing to all of you, God has a purpose. He has a purpose for you. He's got a plan and he will redeem, he will heal what needs to be redeemed and what needs to be healed and make it part of your testimony, make it part of his plan for you. And so while it seems on the surface when you first maybe look at this book and you're reading the backside or whatever, seems like Oh, this is going to be fun and easy and light. You know, I'm I'm excited to unbox my greatness. Woohoo! We get not too far in and we go, oh, wow, I got to deal with some things. So we talk, I talk a lot in the book about um, inner healing and deliverance and boundary setting and relationships and uh, just a lot of topics. We cover a lot of things that women really need to, to think about and to employ in their lives in a different way. Uh, and I think that that alone can kind of cause some people to go, okay, I need to sit with this and really learn this and internalize what I'm learning in this book. And it's going to take me a little while. So it's okay. And a lot of times in the book, I even say, you know, if this is hard, you're doing it right. It means that you're really doing the self-examination that it takes to pull out all of the super greatness. And in the Bible, it talks about that, you know, the, we're being refined. And when you study, like, what does it mean when silver, for example, is refined or gold is refined? It's melted down. It's a very hot, very, um, very intense process. It's heated up. It's put under pressure. And what happens when that is that the dross or the, the, the impurities can then float to the top and be swept away. And what's left then, and this is a process. So when you're working with silver, they'll heat it up, they'll sweep the dross, and they'll let it cool. Then they'll heat it up, they'll sweep the dross, and they'll let it cool. And they, it goes, the silversmith will go through this process several different times to, to get the purest form of that silver. So the Holy Spirit works with us in a similar way. We get in these times where he's going to heat things up, and he's going to pull some things to the surface that need to get dealt with, some ugliness from our past, some wounds that need to be healed, some sins that need to get wiped out and, and repented of, some generational iniquities that are, are causing us to have problems in our life that we need to deal with, uh, curses that are spoken over us, whatever it is. He, he brings those things to the surface and he says, hey, will you give that stuff to me? Let me, let me take that off. But then, because it's intense, it's a difficult process. He goes, I know that's about all you can take for now. So he lets us cool back down and take a break. And then later, when we're ready, he can kind of come back to it. And he goes, are you ready yet? Let's, let's heat back up again. Let's scrape off some more of this stuff. And then we're going to take another break. And that is exactly the process that we go through 
with Holy Spirit when we allow him to renew our minds and transform us into the image of Christ. So this book is really an, a kingdom identity book about learning who you are, who does God say that you are, how does he see you, and then how do you become her? How do you really agree with him and allow him to transform you into exactly who it is that he knows that you that you were created that he who he created you to be and um then once you are in that form once you have gone through that process with him what do you do next so then it's about discovering God's unique strategy for you. And that's the second piece of the book that God gave me within this just this last year is what do you really do next? What is your what is his strategy for you? And figuring out now that I know who I am and I know what I have to offer, what do I do with that? So it's very very fun to go through this process, but it's It takes a commitment and it takes some bravery and it takes the willingness to really open up your heart to the Holy Spirit because the the more open you are to allowing him to do that refining work, the faster the process goes, the less painful the process is. And uh, the quicker he can get on to, you know, go through that cooling off and heating back up process. Because that is the process. Like, none of us are really going to get all the way to where we think we're supposed to be without going through that process. That is the process of maturing in your faith. So this book covers a lot of kind of wild ground like that. It seems like it would be simple. Just check off some boxes of what you think you can do and let's move on. But it's, it's just more than that. It's really is more than that. And it's okay. And I think that it's a still, it's, it's a fantastic journey to go on. And boy, you know, if you have ever given any thought to what makes God happy, This is what makes God happy because when you decide to really dig in and pull out all that he has deposited in you and lay it all on the table and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? He gets so excited to show you more greatness that you didn't even know you had. Plus he gives extra. So he loves to give good gifts and he's going to give you extra goodness and extra things and grow the gifts and and the things that you already have that are great and make them even greater. Like you're going to just go through this amazing explosion. And then he loves when we actually ask him for his strategy and he will make it, he'll just dump it on you. Like, here's a big idea. Here's a vision that I'm going to cast for you. And then I'm going to walk you through that process of getting to that goal. If you'll walk with me every step. And I wrote all of this down on a book because for years, this is the process that I've slowly painstakingly been going through for myself but I wasn't, it wasn't in an organized way. And I really blew it like most of the time. So 
like I was saying before, I, I very often would just run. I'd get that tiny vision and just go with it. Or I would get, um, you know, one thing that God was trying to say to me in a moment. I'd be like, I'm going to take that and do a million things with it. And God's just like, would you just walk with me one step at a time? And that's what the, where that is what has led to unbox your greatness. And now if you go through unbox your greatness, you will be taking those one step at a time, just one step at a time to the point where when you're done with this, if you really do it and you, and you take it seriously, you're going to not only know how absolutely amazingly great you are, but, and you are going to understand who you are in Christ, which is going to give you a confidence that you, you can't even comprehend. And then God's going to start dropping his strategy to you his big idea, his vision for how everything that is your greatness ties together in some real cool way to be used mightily to grow his kingdom, to serve other people, and even to create financial stability for you and for your family. So I'm excited to share this journey with you. I'm going to be talking some more about um, just where this idea came from and how this whole process got started. We're going to go through in the next uh, episode, we'll start right into the book with the introduction and answering a couple more questions. Um, and I'm looking forward to going through this with you. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be about 45 episodes, but we'll see what happens. I just uh, gonna I'm just gonna talk. I'm gonna try and keep these under 45 minutes apiece, and we'll see what happens next. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Again, I've been your host, author Michaela Kane, going through Unbox Your Greatness. Get your book, get your workbook at unboxyourgreatness.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, I hope you'll consider sharing it with your women's ministry team. Unbox Your Greatness was originally designed as a group course, and it works great as a women's study. I've got group kits available if you order direct through me and not from Amazon. That includes the book, the participant's guide, a bookmark, and a bunch of other goodies that are fun to unbox all on their own. So go to unboxyourgreatness.com and click on Unbox Together. for listening to today's podcast. I hope you'll subscribe and go on this journey with me all the way through. Share this podcast with your friends and don't forget to leave one of those awesome five-star reviews. For more about the book, including the appendix with links and useful information, or to join my online community, go to unboxyourgreatness.com. Bye for now.